Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. First and foremost, my thoughts go out to those who were injured in the Brooklyn um, subway attacks. I have friends in New York, loved ones in New York. Sending my love to all of you. And then today, we lost a giant. A giant who defended, uh, did things his way. I love. I loved it when he went really far, though. In terms of going as far as he did, Gilbert Gottfried. I mean, what a what a genius. And if you were offended by him, then <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I thought he was funny. <laughs> and even in even if he said something offensive, like in those those comedy roasts, people still saw it as as funny as humor. And there's a picture of him that he posted uh, when Bob Saget died. Of him and Bob Saget and Louis Anderson. They're all gone now. They're all gone. These these comedy icons. I remember Gilbert Gottfried. He was in Problem Child 2. I think, yeah, he was in Problem Child 1. But in Problem Child 2, he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's you! And so he skips him a grade from third grade to the sixth grade because he wants to get rid of him. Oh, only as Gilbert could do it. <laughs> and then the Affleck guy, or the Affleck duck, remember the voice? And so his presence is is going to be forever felt in comedy. Uh, when a comedian dies, it's just disturbing. It's sad. I mean, it makes me think of It's a Wonderful Life. Remember the little girls like, Dad, the teacher says if an, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but for comedy, every time a comedian dies, the world is, is really less funny. And you think of all of those icons that we've lost and um, in this decade. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So let's protect Chris Rock because Chris Rock for me is a legend, beloved. Uh, I don't know if he's beloved in Will Smith's house, but who fucking cares? You know, um, before we be- begin, I have a theory about that. I think that in those 10 years of the banning, I think him and Jada will go their separate ways. That's just my own opinion. It may or may not happen. But yeah. Anyway, because yeah. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. But you can tell, like, there's those videos that surfaced of him. And she's trying to film him. He is annoyed. He wants no part of that. So, and then just the red table talk. I kind of feel bad for the people who go on red table talk. Because it's just an ambush. It's a toxic ambush. I've watched some of them. And I'm like, ooh. This is, uh. This is awkward, and, and not uh, not in a good way awkward, okay? When was the last time Jada Pinkett Smith was in a movie? Girl's Trip? But that was like 100 years ago? Yeah. Anyway, I tried to watch some of Death on the Nile, and then the Wi-Fi went crap on me. But I can tell you that there is a nugget in this death of on the Nile and it and it and it gives you kind of a synopsis 
of why Hercule Poirot has the mustache. That's all I will say. I'm not going to spoil it. Kenneth Branagh does such a great job. I am such a Kenneth Branagh fan. I mean, you think about it. In the 90s, he was doing his own thing. You know, he was doing Frankenstein. He did Love's Labor's Lost. Um, what was that one? Um, the funny one. Well, he did Hamlet, of course. But he did it a different way. That, that was the thing about Kenneth Branagh. And then, if you've seen if you've seen Belfast, there is an Easter egg in Belfast that I picked up on. Okay. So, if some of you don't know this, Kenneth Branagh directed the first Thor film. Yes. Kenneth Branagh directed something in the Marvel Universe, along with Cinderella. And, and talk about a wide variety of films that he has directed. And so in Belfast, there's a moment where the little boy is reading a Thor comic book. And i that's an Easter egg right there. Because that's based on his life. And here he is, a little kid reading Thor. And he went on to direct Thor. So I thought, that's 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 really cool. That is a, cul- a culmination of, you know, living, reliving your past and thinking, whoa, I, I did do everything that I set out to do. And these are my memories of growing up in Belfast. And oh God, it was such a, such a beautiful film. So beautifully photographed. And the parents were really good looking. And, you know, that's always helped. Uh, I've never seen, what are those movies? Um, the, 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 the movies where they whip each other. Um, the Grey movie. Jamie Do- Dolan. He, he plays the father in uh, Belfast. I didn't know he was in those whipping movies. Um, he's pretty good looking, but you know, come on. I mean, how, how can you not? And then the mom, too. And then I'm watching the mom, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know how you are like, I've seen them from a movie. That's always my thing. I'll watch a movie and think, wait a minute, where have I seen them before? She played the mother and the wife in Ford versus Ferrari to Ken Miles. I believe she played Ken Miles' widow. So, um, I'm watching Belfast, and, and of course you've got Dame Judi Dench, and then you've got Kieran, I, I can't, I can't remember his name, but he was in There Will Be Blood. So all these actors that I've seen before, it's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. See, when I'm watching films, even even Death on the Nile, Death on the Nile has inter- an interesting cast because you've got um, Gal Gadot, Annette Bening, uh, Jennifer Saunders, Ermy uh, Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Um, I'm trying to remember. Of course, Kenneth Branagh. There's a few others. Was it, um, my friend's uh, husband likes him. Uh, Russell Brand. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's in Death on the Nile. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, we're, well, I haven't finished it yet because, like I said, the Wi-Fi took a, took a crap on me. Oh. So, but those, those things happen. Technical difficulties. 
I'm going to attempt to watch it later on. But I'm recording right now. I'm on my way to work. And so it's the night time or it's the right time, as, as uh, Ray Charles so famously said. And yes, that was featured in the Cosby Show. Let's move on. <sighs> Sometimes I just love recording and talking to you all. I don't always want to pick a film because then it's like, oh, God, it's so boring. And I don't want to phone it in. Um, I will say that I'm looking forward to reading Molly Shannon's biography. Molly Shannon is hilarious. If you grew up in the 90s like I did and you watched Saturday Night Live, remember she was Sally O'Malley? Remember that shit? Uh, my name is Sally O'Malley and I like to kick, stretch. I'm 50. 50 years old. I'm going to play that for a friend when he turns 50. Um, and then, of course, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Sometimes when I'm nervous, I stick my fingers under my arms and I smell them like this. Mary Catherine Gallagher. It's not nice. I All I want to say is season's greetings. Yeah. My favorite was her last show. And she did the schools out for Donna. And then she broke and then she gr- broke the guitar. She's like, last show. I love that. I thought she she is an icon. That's the thing with Saturday Night Live. They talk she talks about, and many others do, about how a sketch, if it's at the bottom, it, it won't air. And can I just say Saturday Night Live, a lot of your sketches that you picked stink. They stink. Sometimes I have to change the channel. It's like, why? Nine times. Uh, here, here's the thing. Usually, it's a 50-50 situation if you're gonna watch Saturday Night Live. But these days, it's been like 10 to 50 because I'll watch them. Like they did that one stupid, uh, the Sons of Modesto, and I thought, okay, there's no sand in Modesto. I live not too far from Modesto. Someone texted me one time and said that. Hey, don't you live like close there? Yeah. There's no sand in Modesto. So I don't know where the fuck they got that from. Maybe it was a writer who's from Modesto. And Weekend, Weekend Update. Weekend Update is funny. You got Michael Che and you got Colin Jost. And yeah, they, they really lampoon the news. That's what Weekend Update really is about lampooning the news and they've, they've talked about that infamous slap but, but who hasn't who hasn't I've talked about it it's like oh god enough already but what you know was Gilbert, God- was Gilbert Godfrey on Saturday Night Live he may have been I don't remember I, I would have to have it in front of me which I don't but there, there are so many Gilbert Godfrey moments. I mean, he's he's such a part of all of our culture as a comedian. He was in the Aflac commercials. I think he was later fired. I don't remember why. And but then you think of all the movies that he did and all the television that he did, and he had that that voice. But I loved him on those those Comedy Central roasts. Those roasts could get brutal. But then, see, that's part of a roast. You're not there. If, if no one is really going to give it, then why did you show up? It's like, go big or bo- go home. I almost said go bone. <laughs> see where my mind is at? Go big or go bone. Um, I, I, maybe we could say that. Rather. Yeah, go, go big or go bone. Um, if you're going to go, you, you got you to gotta really bring it. 
that's your job. That's what a roast is. You, you're not supposed to be nice. And um, but Gilbert Gottfried was not nice. But that's why we love him. Because, you know, he, he's, this, he's this family man. He's a father and a husband. And, and he's able to say those things, you know, which is great. That's the thing with comedians. People think that they should be squeaky clean. And I was talking about this recently. You know, Carlin, Carlin was the hippy dippy weatherman. And he, and he wore a suit. And then he started to, he started to feel, uh, he needed to change. He didn't feel like his real self. And it was the college students and the hippies that inspired him. Because he used to tour colleges. And then in the 90s, he stopped. Because, you know, they just, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And yeah, that's, I, I, I think maybe if I, if I looked it up, Godfrey probably got fired, Gilbert Godfrey, from doing the Affleck commercial, probably because he said something, and uh, like a joke. And, and these are, we live in such crazy cancel times. Here's the thing, I like humor that offends. Think of, think of Carlin. Carlin said the, sh- the seven words you can't say on TV, okay? Shit, piss, cock, sucker, motherfucker, tits, and twat. Alright If you were to say that now Or if you Even Joan Rivers They would be cancelled 20 times over So You know So yeah That's part of Comedy And it's part of It's part of the lexicon You know what I mean But Carlin 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 would offend people and you had to take it. I talked about this the other night. You know, when you do comedy, that comes with the territory. Comes with the territory. And, you know, parodies, like with Barbara Walters being parodied by Gilda Radner and how Gilda she knew the people that used to work with Barbara Walters. That's why. And um, Barbara Walters didn't like being Bawa Wawa. But she later, you know, it was her daughter. Oh, God, I keep saying that word, you know. <laughs> like, I'm Atlantis set now. It's not style. Yo, yo, yo. Really, no. Yeah. Don't get me for that Atlantis. I love Alanis. Is it Atlantis or Alanis? I don't know. But you know. <laughs> See, I said it again. <laughs> these are these are the fun moments when I record without a filter. Uh, someone asked me recently, they were like, Have you would you ever do like stand up? And I said, Nah, I'm not that funny. If I were to do it, I because I thought about doing it in twenty twenty and then the pandemic hit because I was gonna go with someone and and we were going to go, and I was just going to, and if I bombed, I bombed. I was going to go up there and just talk about everybody <laughs> and say things such as, I mean, I don't think Will and Jada had overshared yet. And, oh no, the, the entanglement was about to come out, but everyone knew, everyone knew. I've had friends tell me things that Will isn't exactly straight that Jada isn't exactly straight. Why am I talking about this on the show? Because we're just having fun tonight. We're just having fun. 
uh, I'm not a gossip. But I try not to be a gossip. <laughs> it get it does kind of pee me off when, like, something such as that shooting on the subway happens. And what's and TM that's not TMZ's lead story. TMZ's lead story is about that reality, you know what, and her family. That's really pathetic. That's the kind of world we live in, and it reminds me of. Don't look up. Where this comet is coming, it's gonna kill everybody. Well, yeah, everybody. And they're more focused on this singer breaking up with this other singer, and it's what? So that's kind of the world that we live in. So a lot of don't look up is an allegory. It's a, it's a total allegory for the world that we live in where we consume all of this media. And yes, I'm guilty of it. I think most of us are going on TMZ and it's like, who did what to who? But when it comes to that reality family, and I don't mention them by name because I don't like them. I just don't. I don't I don't get it. Huh, you, 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 they say that they're done with the, their show and then they have another one. So that's a load of crap right there. They say, oh, we're done with the show. Yeah, right. That's that's similar to the singers that say this is a farewell tour. And then it's not really a farewell tour. Because, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. Uh, although Michael Jackson, and, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but it's true. Remember, that was his final tour. Well, it was going to be. That was the final tour. He promised. He promised. Unfortunately, he died. But until, you know. That was his final appearance, I guess. Uh, I think Cher. Cher was supposed to do a final tour. And then she said, I'm going to do another one. In fact, I was going to go see her in 2020. But then everything closed. And I think my friend got a refund for it. And she's like, I don't know when she's going to reschedule it. I don't think she's going to ever. So... Yeah, we like I said, we live in it. We live in a crazy world, and so my heart goes out to those who experienced that subway shooting and Gilbert Godfrey. And I don't like doing shows where I have to eulogize someone. That's just last night I talked about Omar Sharif, but that wasn't really. That was really because it was his birthday, and. Remember that one time I did the show about Dr. Zhivago and I started to cry? And because my grandmother was, I think she had the hots for Omar Sharif. Come on, who didn't? Come on. I can understand that. I could, he was a good looking man. He was a good looking man. But it was much more than that. That it wasn't just because he was a good looking man. He was very charismatic. And that came through in his roles. Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago funny girl those are just three of them he he would i mean the man the man did so many film roles such an icon so beloved i i don't think i've ever heard anyone say anything bad about him oh he did slap an interviewer once but he didn't slap them will smith style so but i think also they were getting in his grill you know what i mean when you get into someone's business like that when you get in someone's grill you're fucking up. You're fucking up. You know. 
Will Smith, Will Smith slapped a guy before he slapped Chris Rock, but that was because I think the guy tried to kiss him, probably because he was trying to expose Will Smith. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I can't believe I just did a show about that, and it's funny. It's silly. Yeah. And it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And may you all have a good night. Unpleasant dreams. And I'm going to go to work now. So, good night.